Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Talking USMLE podcast. My name is Dr. Paul, and today we're going to talk about the steps that you can take to position yourself to score 250 or above on your USMLE Step 1 exam. Before we dive in, if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and consider leaving us a five-star rating and a review so that we can get this podcast out to more students just like you. Let's not waste any more time. Let's dive in to today's episode. Many students think that the key to absolutely crushing their step one exam is using the right resource. And that's why students are always searching for that next best resource, or they're afraid that if they don't use this resource or that resource, that they're not going to score to their potential. And one of the biggest things that I try to get across to students is it's not necessarily the resources you use. Yes, of course, you want to use the tried and true resources like USMLE World, like first aid, um, you know, some sort of, of, of rapid review resource like Anki cards or your own index cards. These are the things that work. What you need to do instead, though, instead of focusing on all that, is really understand the steps that you need to take to position yourself to score very well. And I'm going to talk to you about those right now. So the first thing you want to do, first and foremost, and if you don't do this, you have no shot of maximizing your score, reaching your full potential, is focusing on building a strong foundation. Now, if you are fresh out of school and you are uh, just in the process of transitioning from finishing basic sciences to getting step one ready, you've got that foundation, especially if your school forced you to take some sort of exit exam, like a comp. Um, that's very common amongst especially Caribbean schools. So if that's where you're at, then you've got that foundation and it's relatively fresh. Now, if you are like some of the students that we work with out of school for one or two years, you've been working a job to support your family and it's a dream of yours to be a practicing physician and you want to get back into it. It's very important that you understand that the way you prepare is not the same as the way a student fresh out of school prepares. You need to build your foundation almost from scratch. Now, of course, Things will be familiar, but you're going to have to put a lot more and different effort into rebuilding that foundation so that you can move forward with your prep and actually make progress, not just sort of go through the motions of first aid, UWorld, and wonder in a year from now why you haven't made any progress. So focusing on your foundation is paramount to your ability to score 250 plus on step one, CK, step three, etc. Now, what do you do if you have not been in school for a long time and you want to rebuild your foundation? You've got a couple options. A, you could take a course like a Kaplan Comprehensive course, which I think is probably your best bet. These are the courses that can be four to six months long. They have them on the weekends. You basically go through absolutely everything that you'll need to know uh, from med school. You're not going to get that through UWorld. You're not going to get that through first aid. You have to really put in that time again. And really, there's no way around this. And if you think... I don't need to do that. I'll just do UWorld and use first aid and the other resources that I know people are using. You're mistaken because you need to build that solid foundation upon which you're going to build everything else. If you don't have a foundation, then there will be um, holes in your knowledge and you simply won't make the progress that you're hoping for. And so that's really important. The second thing you need to do along the journey to a solid step one score of 250 or more is apply what you know over and over again. And what I mean here is do questions. Now, questions are extremely important because 
A, they're going to help you just be a better test taker because the more you do something, the more you figure out how to answer questions, the better of a test taker you'll be. But one of the most often overlooked reasons why you should be doing a lot of questions is to identify weaknesses that you can then go improve. One of the biggest mistakes you can make, and I see students making this all the time, and when we fix this, students do a lot better, is they're just not identifying weaknesses and then working on them. They might do a block of questions and say, man, I didn't do very well on this block. I'm Hopefully I do better on my next block. And then they do another block and the same things happen again and again and they don't know why. Well, if you are making mistakes, but then you're not identifying where those mistakes are and then working diligently to fix them, how are you possibly going to expect to just do better naturally on another block or another block? You won't. Keep a laundry list of the mistakes that you're making on your UWorld questions or your AMBOSS questions or whatever you're using, and then make sure that you're addressing those weaknesses every single day by going through a review period 30 minutes before and after your main studies, doing Anki or index cards, addressing those specific weaknesses. Therefore, as you do more questions, you identify weaknesses, make sure you add those to your list so that you can constantly review. If you are not doing this, you're gonna be like a lot of students who go through block after block after block, not making progress, thinking they're doing something wrong, which in a way they are, getting demotivated and then just thinking, ah, this isn't for me. That is the wrong approach. Identify weaknesses and then work hard to fix them. And that's step number three, which is fill gaps and review rigorously. The biggest change I see in my students prepping for step one or CK is adding a 30 minute review period to the front and back of their days. So if your day consists of doing questions and then reviewing those questions, taking notes, try starting your day with 30 minutes of review of your Anki or your index cards and ending the day the same way. What happens is students do questions, they review those questions, and then they don't really think about that information moving forward. And if you're not reviewing, you're not consolidating information from short to long-term memory, and you're not fixing weaknesses. And that's the big, the big key here is to fix those weaknesses. And the only way you can do that is, like I said, by identifying them and then having a plan to rigorously work on them so you can fix them. My easiest recommendation is to add a 30-minute review period before and after your main studies for the day. So you get up, start with moving through Anki. You finish the day doing the same thing. If you do this, you will consistently see your weaknesses over and over again. You'll consistently turn them into strengths. That's the only way to make sure that you move forward and actually make progress. The worst thing that can happen is a year from now, you reach out to me, you join our program and you say, I've been studying for a year and I haven't gotten any better. I can guarantee you what I just told you will address that problem. Okay, the next thing is to assess yourself and refocus on your weaknesses. The best way to assess yourself after you've built a foundation, gone through at least one full question bank, filled in gaps, reviewed rigorously, the best thing you can do is take an NBME. Now you don't wanna take an NBME too early because if you haven't reviewed everything thoroughly, then you're obviously gonna have weaknesses that stand out because you haven't addressed everything. If you work hard, improve everything you can, and then take an NBME, it's gonna give you a very accurate look at where you're at, what your score is gonna look like, and then it's gonna most importantly point out your weaknesses. Once you've got those weaknesses, then you can refocus and reassess your study plan moving forward. Because at this point, you've gone through your foundational material, you've done a full UWorld run through, 
Um, you've worked diligently on your weaknesses, 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening, and you've taken an assessment and now you know where you're at. What you can do is rededicate more of your time now to addressing the remaining weaknesses because you will have weaknesses and that's okay, that's normal. But if you identify them, then you can plan your day to address the weaknesses that remain and that is what's going to help propel you to the next level get you over that hump that otherwise you just wouldn't get over so you do that take an nbme figure out where your weaknesses are work on them 80 percent of your day should be dedicated at this point to weaknesses 20 percent to strengths to make sure that your strengths don't then become weaknesses work on those weaknesses once you've covered them all and you feel confident take another nbme at that point Whatever is remaining, you can do the same thing. Work on those weaknesses. The goal should be by the, your, the time you hit your third MDME, you have no more weaknesses. And the last goal that I want you to reach for is to peak one week before your exam. Meaning you've taken that third MDME, you've got almost no weaknesses, hopefully none. You are scoring well above where you're hoping to score. So you know, hopefully your converted score is something like a 260, 265. You're looking good and you've got a week left. What are you doing this week? you ask yourself, what are the biggest weaknesses I still have or the biggest concerns I have? For a lot of students, it's just micro, it's things like farm, it's those, you know, those memorization subjects. And you can work on those, work on your biggest weaknesses, make sure you're just doing a thorough review. Peaking one week before will give you plenty of time to do a little bit of last minute fine tuning, but not so much time that you start to get fatigued, lose motivation, etc. Follow those steps. And I can guarantee you that you're going to put yourself in the best position possible to score to your absolute top potential on the step one, the step two CK, or the USMLE step three exam. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. I'm at RealDrPaul. Follow us on YouTube for even more step one and step two CK and residency prep information. We can be found at the USMLE Preparation Company on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe over there. And if you need help getting ready for your step one or your step two CK exam, or you just want mentors to guide you through the entire med school process and help you get into residency, go ahead and visit us at usmle.online. And you can see all of the prep course options and our residency roadmap option over there. Uh, you can sign up, you can book a call to speak with us and see if we can help you take your prep to the next level. Thank you all for stopping by today. We will see you on the next episode.